you are listening to a very special episode of RFC Extra. This is the pilot slash proof of concept for a podcast that we've been talking about now for uh, two years. It's a Don deal. This is Headmaster Don's call-in show. We recorded it after RFC 568. Uh, We will record the next episode after RFC 570 on May 9th. On this pilot episode, live stream viewers of RFC uh, got a chance to call in and talk to us about whatever was on their mind. We didn't promote this. We didn't share it on Twitter. We didn't share it on Facebook. This is directly from our RFC live stream, which you can join every Wednesday around 7.30 Eastern Time. We have a pre-show chat for eh, about a half an hour or so. Then around 8 Eastern Time, we record Radio Free Cybertron, the Transformers podcast live. Follow us on Twitter at TF Radio to know when it's time to call in to It's a Don Deal or when we'll be streaming live. Follow us on Twitter at TF Radio. Let's go ahead and get started. This is the inaugural run. So let's see what happens. So we're sitting here. We're talking. We just finished recording Radio Free Cybertron. Uh, the phone lines are open. 931-994-6268. So when you call in, again, you'll hear us talking. Don't say a word until you hear us say, caller, you're on the air. Uh, we Let's go ahead and go to the line and uh, caller, you're on the air. This is Sean Hamilton. I'm calling from Alabama. Oh, no, not Sean. Hey, Sean. <laughs> now I know where he lives. I can narrow it down just from the state. You have my address, Don. <laughs> I, 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 I <laughs> well, if you want to make it easy. How's it going, Sean? I've got artwork for sale. I was wondering if anybody was interested. You have artwork for sale. Oh, oh, oh. That's some really great artwork. Uh, it's It's been seen at TF Radio. Yeah, it's it's advertised on the internet. It, it's a, it's it's artwork that goes out on the internet. So uh, the, this, this artwork that you've done, uh, where can they reach you to get samples or to purchase? Uh, the the samples are seen on uh, on uh, Twitter at TF Radio. Brian's got a batch in the mail. It should arrive tomorrow. That's all I have. Okay, well, well great. Thank call. you for being the first caller, Sean. Yeah, we we appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Brian. Hey, John. Can you uh, tell uh, Big Dumb John DeLuna and maybe the rest of the world what? Uh, what the format of the show is. I'm, I'm we don't all know. in. We don't I'm know. We, we don't know. We're trying to figure that out as we, we go. We don't know. So, it, so is it Tradio? It sounded for a minute we were getting into Tradio, which sounds incredible. Oh, it's have, MC'd by Don. Yeah. Uh, I you know I don't know. I guess we're trying to figure that out as we go. I think uh, we'll, I love we'll, we'll let yeah. people uh, talk about yeah, whatever. It's going to be it's going to be part discussion, part me being Andy Rooney, part people selling stuff. It, it's going to be just a... Yeah, it's a good old fashioned variety show on the radio. Speaking of, we we, uh, we have a caller right now on the line. Caller, uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, hey, this is Eric. Uh, I have a question for Don. Oh, Garrett? Huh? Yes, 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 Garrett. What is your question? <laughs> so, um, I, I was just wondering: Would you rather watch all of Teen Titans Go, or would you rather? Like pay for a supreme cheetor, like buy it. Garrett sounds. Familiar. I would pay for this. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. No, go ahead. I'm just saying. Garrett sounds very familiar. 
Yeah, it's almost like he does. He's got. Uh, a voice. I just can't quite place it. But what I would do is I would take, I would take the Supreme Cheetor, buy it, set it on fire, and then beat the Teen Titans Go box set until it caught on flame. And then I would pick a random person on, let's say, Purdue University, just as a random university, and find someone I hate. That for bringing bringing up two things I hate, and maybe set them on fire. You know, why are you just, trying to bully just... Chicken College, Don? Why are you going to set a person on fire? It's, yeah, that also, if, you're, if, if you're going, yeah, if you're going to set Supreme Cheetor on fire, does that mean that you hold it at the same level that you hold uh, Daka Toys Kronos? No, I like Kronos. No. Hey, uh, real quick, but, Garrett, a quick question but, for yeah. you. So, uh, a friend of ours, Eric Crownover, last night posted on Twitter. Uh, some like deep and introspective thoughts in respect to uh, his potential future. Would do you have any thoughts or comments on what Eric had to say? If you're familiar with Eric, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know him very well, but I, I would assume he's still pretty set on working for Transformers someday. It's just uh, design is a very interesting field, but you know, I don't, I don't know that much, so you'd have to go ask him. But you know. Well, I don't. I don't know. I've seen some of his early work, and I'm thinking more of My Little Pony is more his speed, you know, than than anything more complex. And then he can work his way up from there. But well, that you know, sounds that, like a that's compliment because Don loves. Fun ponies. fact: I actually know someone who is like his. Well, no, Eric knows someone uh, who is at Purdue that is actually trying to get on the My Little Pony line. Mm, okay. Cool. Well, I wish her all the I wish her all the success. And then this Eric guy, you know, if, if he improves and he gets better uh, over the years, he'll be able to, he'll be able to move up as well. Hey, Maybe uh, at some point. Hey, Garrett, any other thoughts? Uh, I, I just wanted to say that uh, I'm I I do like Teen Titans Go, and I'm I'm so sorry that you can't enjoy it, Don. It's really it's very good. Sad, but well, I, I like good things. Good. That's why I don't care for that. Do you, though? You know, like Code Lyoko <laughs> and um, SpaghettiOs and Applesauce. And Kronos. And oh, Velveeta I forgot about the SpaghettiOs and, and Miracle Sauce thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, can you imagine SpaghettiOs and Miracle Whip? Oh. Oh, man. I just threw up a little Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, Carl, th- thank you for being part of our inaugural show. We, I certainly appreciate it. Don't the proverbial door, you know. Glad to help. We'll see you, Garrett. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Garrett. Okay, the lines are now Thanks, open. Garrett. Lines are open, so I should put this on Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll do better next time. So we're just <laughs> trying to figure out what in the heck we're doing here. So, John, go hey, ahead. John, I got a question. Okay. Uh, buy or sell, okay? So I'm going to toss you a couple of Transformers that are in my possession. Ooh, you I like me- that. Let me know if it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. Should I be uh, selling these to make money, uh, or should I keep them because it's a buyer's market and the prices are down, so I don't want to cheat myself? I like follow? this. Okay. okay. Here we go. Just as a qualifier, this is not financial advice, and I could well be wrong. Please consult your uh, doctor before starting any diet or exercise program. Yeah, if Don costs me like a cool 20 bucks on buying or selling, I'm coming right after him. I'm buying a one-way <laughs> ticket to your front door. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take my 20 out of your hide. Okay, so... Uh, All right. So, um, Deluxe Armada Optimus Prime. Buy or sell? What should I do? Bendy Prime? Uh, like Bindi. Kung Fu Punch Prime. Yeah, yeah, Don Bendy Prime. Yeah, Bindi, Shimmy Bindi Prime. Prime. 
Uh, <laughs> Shimmy Prime. <laughs> uh, I would say keep for right now. Okay. Cool. Hey, so uh, we'll, we'll revisit that in a second. Wait, caller, you are on the line. What's your name and where are you calling from? I'm Anas Radio. Yes. I'm I'm in Oklahoma. Okay. And uh, I was wondering why you guys didn't talk about the uh, Hazel Palmount deal thing that was released recently. The uh, deal, uh, the deal where Hasbro and Paramount are expanding their relationship. Yes, I was just wondering what you thought about it. Well, the thing of it is, though, I, I I thought they were scaling back the relationship with a lot of the movies being canned. Did you right not, now. did you not see the news about Masked on? All right, um, yeah, I, I saw that the Masked movie got the director for the Fast and Furious and. That actually makes a lot of sense considering. And call and, and real quick, call, caller, thank, thanks for the call. We're going to disconnect and just listen on your end. Thanks for I calling. Mask was canceled. Uh, Mask just did not get any distance into its development yet. But I mean, they've attached a director to it now, so that's nice progress. That's nice. And you know, as I was saying, the Fast and Furious franchise is probably the closest thing we have to Mask in. Cars doing incredible things, short of actually converting on the screen. Uh, so it does make kind of a sense that would be like the next logical step. So that could be a very good thing, uh, but they're going to have to have more than just nostalgia driving this and cool cars doing cool things. There's got to be because you can have the concept of mask and there be a good solid plot. I mean, it, it not be some you know bad summer brain dead blockbuster which there's nothing wrong with those but i'm just saying there's so much out there that people want more than just explosions and car chases they want a little bit of depth with their big summer blockbusters to a degree and so i think if they can get the right script heck maybe even some people from the original cartoon maybe some ideas that they that that they didn't get a chance to do in the cartoon could be extrapolated for the movie who knows? Plus, that would give us an entire new line of masked toys, uh, a new Boulder Hill playset. I mean, it could be a really good thing, or it could be another G.I. Joe movie franchise where it crashes and burn out. Oh, they're, they're wanting to reboot that, too, you know? Like, that's still something that's on the book. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Hey, when, uh, when you call in, uh, make sure to mute your video uh, or the, the live stream just so that we don't have. Um, uh, yeah, because I'm sorry, but I was having I was getting a lot of feedback on my end. I'm yeah. hearing myself through. Yeah. yeah. So, um, hey, uh, actually, the line's open nine three one nine nine four six two six eight. John, uh, Don, why don't you continue your conversation about uh, the the buy okay. or sell? All right, next one, Don. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, you pick buy or sell. So if it if you say sell, it means you think the value is really high right now, or as high as it's going to be, and I should sell. Or if right. you say buy, you're basically saying that. Uh, uh, the prices will go up later, or for whatever reason, I should just keep it uh, on the betting that the prices will go up, market will get better. Um, generally right. speaking, buy or sell my BotCon collection. Ooh, that's well, the, the entire collection? Just generally speaking, should I be selling my BotCon toys now, or should I be keeping them because the market's going to get uh, better than it is right now? Oh, I will. I'll be honest with you, John. I would say keep, just because 
there's a lot of characters in there that you're not going to get a mainline toy of for a very long time. Or those molds, uh, especially from the earlier sets, are too pricey now to be brought back. I mean, you know, in, look, look at uh, look at the War for Cybertron Prime that came back with the uh, in that two pack. That was a very that was a whole lot of toy for this time period uh, compared to what it was when that toy came out. So, uh, yeah, unless unless there's a set, I'm using this set as my one of my most disappointing sets was Wings of Honor. I mean, there were a few good mm-hmm. figures in the add-on set, and I liked the Land Shark. But as a whole, if you don't like the Wings of Honor set, that could be one that you could move. Uh, but I, I would say keep because there's just a lot of those molds aren't going to get remade anytime soon due to the amount of engineering or plastic in them, or just the sheer amount of what it would cost to remake them. Purely speaking, from like a financial standpoint, like put the toy lover thing aside for a minute. Do you think the uh... Do you think that market is going to? Do you think prices in general for Bacon toys are going to go up, or are they going to go down? I think it's going to depend on the toy, and I mm-hmm. and I don't mean that as a cop out. It's just we've seen what, like, say, uh, the Collectors Club wave uh, mail order service four that had the combiners with Bludgeon and the rest of them combining into a Thunderwing faced character. Those are still going for uh, quite a bit of money. Whereas we've seen figures like uh, Sizzle. 2009. Oh. And 2009. <laughs> and, we've, and we've seen people, we've seen like the uh, dead end repaint from that animated jazz. We've seen those drop because I had JDs and I only got like $20 for those for, out of JDs collection. Uh, and they're, they're great figures. They look good. They're good molds. They're just not what people are looking for right now. So, it's going. It's going to be very tough to sell, because if you've got certain figures and certain sets that you like, like say for example, Cybertron's most wanted that Megatron, that Megatron mold came from uh, Transformers Prime Breakdown, which is a which was a, we never got in the U.S. And Breakdowns are last time I checked, I think Chris looked for one recently. You, you said they were going for a lot of money, Chris. I think last time you looked at them, which one? Uh, Prime Breakdown. They were still going for a yeah, a yeah, yeah. Pretty... They are, they are, and even the um the Swervery Deco has actually uh, gone up in price a little bit versus what had been in years past. Right. Hmm. So I mean, you know, but you may not like the Pack Rat version of that Rat Trap mold. You may not like that. But is it worth it huh. breaking up a set to pare down the that stuff? Existed. That's what you got to look at. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh... Because- Brian, do we have another call yet? If not, I've got one quick concept. Uh, we're about to have another caller. Uh, Ernest is going to try to call back uh, with okay. the uh, line down, but go ahead. We'll, uh, okay, real quick, Don. I'm going to do another twist on buy or sell. This time, you say buy, buy means yes, I buy into the idea. Sell means no, that idea is stupid. I don't think so. Okay, ready? All right. Okay. Buy or sell. We'll have a Transformers Collectors Club program by 2020. I would say buy, okay. mainly because... They, they've seen if if they have any kind of feedback monitoring program at Hasbro, if they have anybody with any kind of internet marketing research degree or experience, they're seeing this they feedback from, and they <laughs> see that, okay, this keeps getting brought up. And I'm sure it's not just on here, not on TFYLP, not on transmission, whatever the case may be. Every podcast at some point has talked about why are we not? Why has nothing happened yet? 
And if they're seeing this, they know they've got to have something in place sooner or later, or fans are going to go other places for characters they might do. And they're already losing a lot of business to what third parties doing, getting characters that a collector's club would be the best way place to do them. So in the chat, real so, quick, before we go to our caller, uh, Jason says, I'd argue that the research arm is the reason we don't have one yet. <laughs> oh, uh, sick hey, burn. So we have a caller on the line, caller, uh, name and location. Uh, hello? Hey, is this Ernest? Yes. Hey, Ernest. Uh, th- um, sounds better on this end. I have a question. Okay, go ahead. Um, in the upcoming toy line of Generations Wolf Cybertron, do you think we're going to get any beasts like the Dinobots for Cybertronian mode or not? Go ahead, Don. I've got my thoughts. Well, Brian, you go ahead because I, I'm not sure on this. Yet. So I, I'd like to say yes, but when you look at the number of uh, beasts that we've gotten over the years, uh, it's minimal. I mean, the design team, they are dyed-in-the-wool G1 fans, and we know from Toy Fair they have the, the class of 84, the 84 Rocks or whatever it was shirt. I don't see us having any kind of beast-style characters. I think with the Predacons um, that we have, uh, the Dinobots... Oh. Maybe. I mean, I, we could potentially I, get Monstructor. What I meant was like in Cybertronian mode. Not as beasts, but as Cybertronian mode. It's like possible. They yeah. But it's the same character. I, I mean, it's the characters that they, they love. Maybe not necessarily the designs. Go ahead, Don. But what, you, but what you're suggesting is like the War Within-style Dinobots where they're like tanks and uh, aircraft and that kind of stuff, or right? Like, or like the Energon, or yeah, like the Energon um, Dinobot. like that, but more like the cartoon, like yeah. with Jazz or Weird Chat you know, mode. Yeah, uh, you know, I think it, I think it all depends on how recently they did the characters too, because like the Dinobots, of course, I think would be a definite thing, but not in the first year since we just had Dinobots, yeah. and they probably don't want to oversaturate the. I mean, I don't know whether you subscribe to the theory you can't have too many Dinobots or not is is up to individual interpretation, but I think just in terms of name fatigue and character fatigue. They would hold off on the Dinobots until later. Now, we or could get, like, say, uh, a rat trap in a motorcycle mode like he was for cool. BotCon. Rhinox so could have gonna... some kind of heavy truck What about mode. the uh, Cybertronian Skylinks? I mean, I mean, he he wouldn't be the Skylinks that we know because I, I don't think you would have a robotic Puma running around Cybertron. But yeah. he would definitely be a shuttle of some sort. So, like, we... Heck, you could, you could even have... You could even have, say, War for Cybertron aerial bots in their cargo shuttle modes as they were originally in Keto Vector Sigma. That would make a Cybertronian designed Superion. Where I was, where I was thinking on this, where Ernest was going, was like the uh, Cybertron long rack that we got years ago. That was beautiful. That was um, basically the the. Beast Wars, what Neo character with uh, a vehicular design? Yeah, I I just don't think that the current design team likes Beast Wars. <laughs> so I I just well, I don't see any of that. I was thinking more along the lines of what Laserbeak looked like in Episode One for some extent, or Skylinks maybe. Well, yeah, well, well, Ernest, I think you're right, but I also think they're what they're going to be doing is they're going to be looking at more than meets the eye parts one. Part one, and um, for the most part, and, and getting, and a, I think they'll be getting that. a lot of their ideas from that part one on what Cybertron was before they went to Earth, and and also they yeah. the video games as well. Uh, I'm, I I hope for uh, mind packs. <laughs> you just gotta say that. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was. You know, it's just we just got it in Orion packs, but you know they Orion. might do if they can redesign this Orion packs that we just got with the IDW better looking truck mode, maybe or some kind of Cybertronian because he he never had alt mode in uh, uh, War Dog, so we don't know what he transformed into originally. But that means you can make him anything that was a Cybertronian. I'm guessing like well, a Cybertronian. Beachcomber, Doom Buggy kind of thing. Another thing just popped in my mind. Would I be using any of the Cybertronian modes from the Marvel comics? Now, I had I had mentioned this partially in jest, but you know, Optimus Prime was a battle platform. If he was some kind yeah. of mobile battle platform that was like part truck up front, and say he was pulling an artillery piece or some kind of base. Like a small, con- like a GI Joe thing that you you would you would have an all striker pull a missile uh, the the missile launcher, but the missile launcher was actually half of his robot mode. Kind of like Fire Convoy. If we're gonna get to the Marvel comic stuff, what and I what I would want would be some naturally occurring like gears and levers and gyros and things like that. That's what I would want. You know, and of course, if you want to get into the comic, you can also have like a scrounge. That's an actual. Kind of yeah. maybe like in a two pet, you know, some kind of weird at bonus figure. He's an actual ground wheel or something like that. Hey, uh, Ernest. Hey, thanks for the call. This, this great questions. Thanks for being in the chat. We love you. Yeah, I think we're going to try to wrap up here in a couple of minutes. Hey, John, did you have any other uh, any other items you wanted to throw to Don? I got one last one. I like this one. Okay. All right, Don. Buy or sell. Between now and twenty twenty five. Between now and twenty twenty five. Buy or sell. I'll be alive. You'll, we, you'll will, be alive. <laughs> we will. We uh, will. Hasbro will have had at least one official botcon. I'm going to buy into that because I think I think that they're going to see that Hascon by itself, while celebrating all the brands, is not going to be enough on its own for some of these fandoms. And that it'll be a smaller botcon, probably in Rhode Island, maybe maybe at a different time of the year to offset the Hascon. Maybe maybe they might even hire another company that does promotions to have it to have it somewhere else. But I think they're going to see that Hascon by itself cannot it cannot meet the fan demand of of wanting these conventions and wanting the stuff. And if they if they make their own botcon they can try to avoid SDCC with some things and have a more streamlined San Diego presence and then have their big stuff like for Transformers separate. But again, they may they may not want to do that. They may want to try to make Hascon the thing. It's just Hascon is a shotgun approach, but if you want to reach your audience, sometimes you got to use a rifle. Actually, we have our last caller for the this inaugural or test or proof of concept. Uh, podcast on the line uh caller what's your name and where are you calling from uh name is john from houston hey john how's it going what's up oh man? not bad it's great to be last 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 but uh, not least last but not least thank you very, thank you very much uh i was just kind of curious um new to this podcast by the way um thank you thank you for watching and listening yeah, awesome you're, you're most welcome um you guys think there might be a chance that we might have a Transformers Devastation sequel for the PS4, or the Xbox One, or whatnot. It's it's, okay. it's John. Do you want to answer? Yeah, John. Chris or Rob. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, do, have, I, I have need thoughts. to 
turn on the Google machine to go look at the sales for Devastation, it doesn't feel like Devastation like lit the sales charts on fire. So, I mean, I think that would be your first challenge. Um, I mean, I guess it's possible. I think the problem with uh, the problem, the conceit with Devastation is that it's like 100% a nostalgia play. 1,010%. But it's like, they went like straight at the heart of G1 Transformers nostalgia. And then after that, so the sequel, I mean, after that, then what do you do for the sequel? Do you do Michael Bayverse? Because that's like over 10 years old now. Or do you do season three that you know, 1% of the population remembers. Do you do Beast Wars that 5% of the population remembers? I think they... Do you do it set during the movie? So well, yeah, I mean, they've, they've really... They spend a lot of their bullets on the first one. I don't know how the first now, one's now sold, the question so. is, Now the question is, with all of this, um, with the fact that it would be a different company ostensibly doing the follow-up game, kind of like uh, EA and a... Uh, was it... Uh, who was it that did um, GoldenEye, the first one? Rare. Would it make would it make sense that a company would even try to follow up on devastation when um, the people who were the cr- driving force behind it would have nothing to do with it? Yeah, that'd be tough. Not, I mean, that would only really happen, in my opinion, if Devastation had been a smash success, but Hasbro had still chosen not to maintain their uh, partnership with Activision and then wanted to pursue the franchise with a new contractor. And none of that seems to be the case. Yeah, my my yeah. thought is that it's good enough to deserve a sequel, but my my thought from the sales and the situation with Activision is that, sadly, we will probably not see one. Yeah. Unless someone now, develops not having game played the, the game and, and not having the, the not having the more advanced systems yet, uh, past my PS2, um, I'm just having. I I still got a PS4. I haven't 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 hooked up since Christmas. Uh, I think whatever video game we see next, they might take cues from Devastation pl- uh, playthroughs or features or design elements, but it'll be for let's say. They might make a video game for for War Cybertron, based on that yeah, continuity. But it. you'll see, but you'll see elements of devastation built into that to pull the devastation fans into it with these similar mechanics, kind of like how Energon Starscream and G two Smokescreen transform identically, but they're completely different characters. They just share the same transformation skeleton. You're going to see some aspects of devastation in whatever next game it will be. To pull in the fans who like, oh, I like this mechanic or I liked that mechanic, but it'll be for whatever the current push of the the franchise is. Yeah, I guess I could see now. That I think about it. If anything, I could see them taking a similar gameplay style and trying to capitalize on the battle royal um, craze that's happening right now in video games, and you maybe do a multiverse kind of crossover thing where it's just a bunch of. The greatest hits from the different uh, eras of Transformers just mashed up, and it's just you know arena stuff yeah. like Fortnite. I mean, I could see that maybe, but um, but yeah, I they could call it Transformers. They could call the it trick Transformers is that universe. They, they have, they'll always hang their hat on G one. So I don't know how fresh yeah. that would feel at the end of the day. The only thing I would might have suggested is maybe allow us to play as Decepticons instead of just Autobots. Yes. That, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It was like yeah. Every, everybody was mad that last Star Wars game. That you were supposed to be able to play as the Empire, and you did for like two missions or something like that, and then that was it. It's like yeah. you know you want to be you want to be in the AT-AT. you want to be in the Star Destroyer, you want to no, be the you Empire. Know, 
you know why you couldn't play the Decepticon in Devastation? They would have had to completely uh, restructure the game to support all the Decepticons being able to fly because uh, sure. none of those city models are made to be looked at from the top down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron were fantastic, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. They were good. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Good work. Thank, thank you much. You. Cool. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Uh, so awesome, yeah. Um, so call. That's it for the calls this week. Uh, we'll we'll try it again next week. Um, John, were you done with your? Um, I think we proved our concept. I okay. I like it. Yeah. I like. I like it. I got. I got one prompt for Don that I think will be good to close the show out on. So Don, I call this segment "Money on the Table," and this is where you have <laughs> like two minutes to just pick a topic where you think that there's money being left on the table in Transformers. And you can just talk about that, and we will not interrupt you or tell you no. Okay. Uh, I think there's money being left on the table by Hasbro not having a collector's club in place yet. After this long after BotCon, after seeing the feedback from the fans, it may not be a lot of money, but it, but what you're not making in a per-dollar sale, you're getting in fan engagement. And people that, again, we're not the target audience, but we have shown that we do have the discretionary income to buy these figures from older molds that would cost a little more money to recreate or things such as that. And them not having a collector's club in place is them leaving money on the table, even if it's only, say, three figures a year. Say it's another black box figure from a Titan's Return character like the RC and the grotesque was, but you know, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Again, it's not a huge dollar amount. It is money left on the table, as you said, but it's also, they're not engaging the fans that have shown to have the discretionary income and also engaging with the fans to say, Hey, you know, yes, we are getting a ton of G one stuff. We're getting a ton of collectors focused stuff. You know, the Rodimus, the Optimus with the Orion packs. It's, it's a, it's a it's a war down up uh, Ryan Pax for God's sake. Uh, whoever we never thought we needed to see that, but yeah, I think they're leaving money on the table and they're also losing a lot of good creating goodwill a little more directly between the fans and themselves. I have a huge smile on my face right now. I love that idea for a segment, Chris. That was great. Yeah. Obviously, this is proof of concept, and I as far as a podcast goes, I I knew that the for the podcast version to be listenable i'm gonna have to do some pretty heavy editing and i'm okay with that but i thought this turned out really good other than like some of the technical glitches i enjoyed the hell out of this so uh next week uh for the live stream um i'm gonna start promoting this via twitter so we'll probably uh we'll have a a slightly uh, wider net cast but i really i really enjoyed this this was a lot of fun thank you to everybody out there who uh called in uh except for uh garrett and um i'm kidding uh but uh we'll probably lengthen probably lengthen it a bit i guess um we'll have some like more defined segment uh, segments but we're trying to figure this out it's i'll post this as an rfc extra uh it'll be like uh rfc extra whatever number then it'll be like it's a done deal um the pilot episode pilot yeah, yeah it's, it's the backdoor pilot the ba- yeah, it's the backdoor pilot uh, but I had a lot of fun. Okay. Oh, God. I am not a Simon Earth. I am not a Simon Earth. <laughs> hey, I, I like that episode. You Gar- and maybe two other people, yes. Garrett is the hero we deserve. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Cat Max Gaming says we need a totally spies cast for Don. 
I've never watched the show, so I don't know. Anything That's about. surprising, Don. That seems right up your yeah. alley. I think I was watching Oban Star Racers at the same at that time. I think <laughs> that's probably a better show. Yes, and again, thank you for everybody giving me a chance to have my own show and sort of leave my mark on you know the TF Radio network. Hopefully, it won't, it won't be a urine stain. Yes. You know. yes. Uh, so we definitely want to do it before TFYLP gives you your own show and then we lose you that a little bit more. So. <laughs> Let's go back!